0: Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikucci and you are listening to Jazz is Travel. Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz is Travel. This is our weekly podcast series where we explore the significance of jazz and creative music in different parts of the world, its intersection with music traditions of various cultures, and talk with, or about, groundbreaking and innovative artists. Icelandic-born Swedish resident, pianist, singer-songwriter Anna Greta, is one of the most interesting rising stars of the Nordic sound scene. On her debut album, she enchants the listeners with her reigned, subtle songwriting, her nuanced voice and dazzling piano playing, melding jazz, indie, folk, and more. The album is called Night Jar in the Northern Sky and will be released on the 29th of October on the Act Music label. So without further ado, fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Here is our conversation with Anna Greta on Jazz is Travel?
1: Every branch that breathes, every bird that sings, and now they sing for you and me.
0: Mm. Hello, Anna. Welcome to Jazz Is Travel.
1: Thank you, Matt, and uh, glad to glad to be here.
0: It's a pleasure, and you know, this this, uh, this this series is called Jazz is Travel, so I kind of usually like to start off the podcast by asking a simple question. Uh, what part of the world are you speaking from right now?
1: Yeah, now, right now I'm actually in a town in Sweden called Lidköping. so I'm on a tour with a big band, and uh, wow. this was our stop from yesterday and today, so yeah. I'm speaking from my hotel room here (laughs) you're on
0: the road you're currently on the road on
1: the road yes
0: that's great you know it's great to hear that especially seeing as the times that we lived in you know i've been talking to a lot of musicians and obviously touring gets stopped in a lot of the parts of the world so is this a new thing are you back on the road or have you been on the road a while now
1: well, uh, I mean, I, I worked uh, uh, quite a lot as a freelance uh, jazz pianist, uh, mm-hmm. which means that you're involved in uh, different uh, projects with different people. So uh, yeah, before COVID, it was uh, uh, quite a bit of traveling and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be doing it again. And uh, yeah. it's also just so great to be uh, like surrounded by your musician colleagues all the time, you know, because uh, they're your friends and uh, yeah. sure.
0: And you've also got a new album coming out. It's titled Nightjar in the, in the Northern Sky, which is a fascinating title. So I just wanted to start off mm-hmm. uh, talking about it by just asking you, is there a meaning behind it?
1: Uh, yes, there is. So the Nightjar is a bird uh, and it's uh, rarely seen in uh, Scandinavia. In Iceland, it's been seen only a handful of times. And in Sweden, it's a, I mean, you can see it here, but it's a rare, rare sight. So and uh, if you see it, you can usually see it sitting on maybe a tree or in the woods or something. But to see it fly across the sky, that's also a rare thing to see. So it's sort of a metaphor for searching for something unique, searching for something special, a special experience. It's like, you know, when you go bird watching, you just sort of... Uh, you put yourself out there in a situation and, and you hope that you maybe experience something special. I think it's sort of like within life, you know, we're just always constantly like putting ourselves out there in different situations, you know, and hoping that we can experience or learn or find something new or meaningful, you know.
0: Yeah, this is actually something that I'd read about and I wanted to ask you about that you, uh, you got into bird watching. This is something that you have become passionate about.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say uh, I'm a passionate bird watcher. I would say that I've been introduced to bird watching in the world of bird watching, and uh, sure. that's something that's happened uh, during uh, COVID. That, like you know, had a lot of uh, free time on your hands. So uh, me and my uh, boyfriend, we spent a lot of time in a uh, Swedish island called Gotland, and that's a famous uh, birding birding place. Oh. And uh, there, uh, I had the opportunity to see the nighter.
0: And did spending time on that island uh, also influence this, this album? Because I understand that uh, uh, some of it, at least, was actually born during the months of the pandemic.
1: It was, yeah, definitely. So uh, a few of the songs were actually born out of that stay in, uh, in Gotland. And uh, so it was definitely a, a big impact. And also just, I mean, when will you ever have the time again to spend six weeks in an island? You know, with nothing on your schedule, it feels like.
0: But of course, looking at the track list, then it makes sense. I'm looking at tracks like uh, Mountain, Like a River, even Ray of Sun, when I think about it, Blue Streams. I mean, to me, those those, uh, songs kind of evoke, even just by looking at the title, uh, images of the natural world. Do you feel close to nature? Have you always felt uh, close to nature?
1: yeah uh, I definitely do and uh, you know I'm born and raised in Iceland so I mean Iceland all, uh, has of course very special nature very unique uh, very unique views I think it's a special thing to be raised in an environment like that and it's hard not to be influenced by it you know yeah it's so it's all around you so
0: it's a unique landscape yeah
1: yeah exactly so it's uh yeah, it's. Uh, I love nature. I love spending time there, and I think it's a great source of inspiration. And
0: yeah, is there also influences from Icelandic folk music? Because uh, on this record, there's so a little bit of jazz, a little bit of folk music, a little bit of a classical, you know. But it all creates a an amazing whole. <sighs>
1: I mean, I wouldn't say maybe that it's directly from Icelandic folk music, but I would say it's more maybe in this sort of world of this Nordic, uh, Nordic sound, mm-hmm. which often is associated with maybe some, uh, maybe melancholy is a word that comes to mind, you know. Yeah. And uh, also, I'm very influenced by some uh, Swedish uh, pianists, like Bo Steenson and... Uh, Jan Juhansson and Lars so Jansson and and they are very like uh, very rooted in the tradition of Swedish folk music so it's uh, I would say I'm very much coming from the world of nordic
0: uh-huh.
1: nordic music and nordic sound yeah, yeah. whatever that is it's yeah
0: <laughs> I also read another interesting thing that I wanted to ask you about and maybe you could tell me a little bit more about it but an experience that ended up being quite quite important to you in your uh, early years was listening to the song let it be by the Beatles was that a formative experience for you
1: yeah definitely I I still remember that moment I was eight years old and I was at my grandparents uh, place then she put on a vinyl record and and I heard the song for the first time and I was so like fascinated by it it just it really stayed with me you know this uh the piano comp and the melody and the atmosphere of it and uh, after that i became a huge beatle fan and (laughs) and also after that i realized that i wanted to play an instrument so and when i chose the piano
0: and what about jazz when did you discover jazz
1: well my dad is a jazz musician and he's featured on the
0: album he
1: plays the saxophone on the album seo de florsoson is his name so his featured on uh, sleepless and the tunnel.
0: Was there was there any artist that he listened to that you remember maybe as vividly as the as the Beatles?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, uh, Miles Davis. But I would say mainly uh, Bill Evans was my first first oh. love. <laughs> right. What
0: do you like about Bill Evans?
1: Oh, so many things, so many things. I love his I love his touch. Mm-hmm. I love his uh, I love his sense of harmony. I love his intricate intricate uh, harmonies. I love his uh, rhythms, I think he's great rhythmically, he's, yeah, how he structures his uh, phrases yeah. and his melodies, his way of composing, um, yeah, he's just a unique musician, you hear it directly when it's him, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, he mm. has that uh, unmistakable style and sound, that's for sure.
1: He does, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, What you're hearing just now is Falling Down, one of the tracks from Anna Greta's debut album as a leader, Nightjar in the Northern Sky. The recording's title sets the tone for the imagery she creates through her songs, a metaphor for Scandinavian expanses, tranquility, a tinge of melancholia and a close connection to nature. Here is the second part of our conversation with Anna Greta. So you moved to Sweden in 2014, right?
1: Yeah, so uh, I started at the music school in Sco- Stockholm called KMH, the Royal College of Music. Okay. So uh, that's why I moved. But uh, yeah, another reason why it was Sweden was also because, you know, I've been so inspired by this Swedish pianist that I had listened to before before I moved to Sweden. So uh, yeah, I had listened to Lars Jansson and Bobo Stenson and uh, Monica Sattler of course uh, the singer. So I had listened to some Swedish jazz. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Sweden does have <laughs> a great also jazz scene. It ha- There's a great jazz tradition in Sweden. Uh, did you connect with right. that right away? Was it was it natural for you?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I uh, I quite I quite quickly started playing a lot. You know and. Uh, didn't really have time for school <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had to sort of um, drag myself through it in the end, but uh, I made it and I'm proud of that.
0: <laughs> Congratulations.
1: And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And you, you,
0: you did work with some great uh, music artists there. One of them is uh, guitarist Max uh, Schultz. Uh, yeah. You actually recorded an album with him, uh, Brighter, uh, released in 2019, yes. I think. What was that experience like? Yes.
1: Yeah, that was uh, it. Was so much fun. So it started uh, by that me and Max uh, were playing some duo, mm-hmm. uh, and he was playing the nylon string uh, guitar, and I was playing piano. And uh, then we tried out these original songs, and it just uh, felt really natural and fun. And and then we sort of expanded that constellation and uh, asked the Miller to join, and Christian Spiering played the bass, and Mangus Gran on the drums, and. Then we had a string corded with us and uh, then it was all uh, engineered and co-produced by a fantastic uh, sound engineer called Oaky uh, Linton. So that was also a lot of fun to uh, work with him and um, yeah, it was an, uh, really a learning experience. I mean, music is always a learning experience, you know, you're always learning something new.
0: And do you feel like you you carried some of those experiences of the recording session with you uh, when you recorded nightjar in the northern sky
1: yeah i think i think definitely i think everything you do like really just helps everything is a piece of the puzzle you know somehow and everything every time you play or record you're always just like collecting uh, experiences and collecting you know insights into what you like and what you don't like and how you express that and, you know. So, yeah, I think definitely I, I, I brought a lot with me from that.
0: So we talked about uh, being on the road, but do you also feel at ease in a recording studio?
1: I love recording. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to think it was uh, difficult, but uh, the more I do it, the more I like it, you know, and uh, I really like the creative process of it, uh, like with this album, because all the instrumentals are recorded live in the same room mm-hmm. uh, but the vocals we did afterwards so we, there was a lot of playing around with that so I played around a lot with like the backing vocals and uh, and Albert Finnpåsson who was the recording engineer and uh, co-producer uh, had a lot of uh, interesting ideas so I mean I think that, that part of the process is so much fun you're just like you're just testing out and Sort of uh, allowing yourself to be playful,
0: you know. Playful, also, and I think there's an aura to this to this album too that uh, is particularly immersive. So I wondered whether you did something before you started playing to kind of set the mood, or is it just a natural process?
1: We turned down the lights.
0: <laughs> you turned down the light. <laughs> that did the trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, of course. I worked on the stuff by myself, and then we did one or two rehearsals, and then we went into the studio, and it it turned it worked out quite uh, well. And quickly we did one, two, maybe three takes on each song and it yeah, they're such great musicians, the the guys I was playing with, so.
0: Yeah, t- tell me a little bit about them. And uh, we, we we know that uh, your father's heard in the record. What, what about the rest of your group?
1: Yeah, so it was a mix of different constellations. Uh, I had two different drummers and two different bass players. So uh, Einar Skeving is one of the drummers. Uh, he's a drummer I've been playing with since I was maybe 17 or 18. So I've known him for a while and um, he's amazing. Uh, also a great, uh, fantastic composer, and uh, then it was Gules Verreson uh, on bass, and he is uh, also an uh, amazing musician and composer. And uh, and this was the first time I worked with him actually. And uh, then we have Magnus Tregorson Eliasson uh, on the drums, he is also amazing. They're all amazing. I'm saying the same thing, <laughs> but it's because I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we have Johan uh, Tingholm on a double bass, so yeah. And uh, then there's Ragnar Grantar on backing vocals in one track. So it was a different, uh, it was uh, a mix of different constellations and then it was because I wanted, I could really hear Einar on some tracks, on the drums, and then I could really hear Magnus Sturgis on Eliasen on the drums in another another track. So I really wanted to just uh, allow myself to go for that sound, you know. and uh, sort of produce it more track by track.
0: And, and you know, as a, as a pianist and a vocalist yourself, do you feel mm-hmm. like, you know, there's things that you can express that are distinctive to being a pianist and a vocalist within this project, but also music at large?
1: I don't know. I mean, of course, I'm trying to find, like, my sound. I'm trying to find how can I be... How can I be myself through music? How can I be like, how can I be a truer version of who I am through music? You know, and that's always like a question. You know, you're always searching, you're always trying to, to find that.
0: And what about the process of finding the right words for the song? Is there, is there a specific process that you have?
1: Yeah. So I mean, sometimes it would be like I had a subject I wanted to write about or I had a few lines of lyrics that I started off with. Mm -hmm. And then I sort of took it from there, you know, and started playing along and, you know, worked my way through it. But in other songs, uh, it would actually be that I, that they were instrumental songs first and then I put lyrics to them. So it's really, for me, it's different. It's, uh, I like, I like doing it different ways, you know, and I think it's, uh, I think it's totally different ways of writing, you know, writing lyrics, writing lyrics, you know, without the song or with the song, you know.
0: Do you like poetry also? Do you have any influences there?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I love Sylvia Plath, I love Anne Sexton. Uh, they maybe are my favorites. And then um, mm. one of the songs, The Tunnel, is uh, written to lyrics or a poem by Robert Creeling who was oh. an American poet. And uh, I was introduced to, to this poem by a teacher at my old school, actually. So that's how I got to know him.
0: <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Uh, So, uh, Anna, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks very much for for doing this. And uh, yeah, your album is awesome. So it was a pleasure speaking with you about it.
1: Well, thank you. I was uh, glad to be here. Or not be here, be here. Virtually. (laughs) Virtually, yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Seven seconds go. Like hours flow so slow The afterglow was years ago Counting sheep, digging deep Who am I? What was clock goes tick tick tock? Can I be at ease if I just fall?
0: I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Anna Greta. Her debut album, Night Jar in the Northern Sky, will be released on the 29th of October via ACT Music. And I hope you will join me again next week for more globetrotting conversations with or about groundbreaking and innovative artists from all over the world in the meantime check out jazzes.com a regularly updated website with lots of great content on jazz and creative music including new music roundups news reviews and so on and of course you get even more when you subscribe till the next time this is matt Mikuchi signing off see you soon